Welcome to Simply Financial with your financial coach, Kevin Ray. In today's investing environment, there's a lot of clutter. If you're tired of the talking heads and financial noise, this is the show for you. Today, we'll help you find simple solutions to financial challenges. We'll show you how to achieve your financial goals and get answers to your toughest questions. Simply Financial with Kevin Ray starts now. Glad you're with us on Simply Financial today. Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you throughout the Tri-City area with offices in Pinconning and Saginaw as well. You can find us online by going to insightfolios.com. Listen up on today's show. We've got lots of great things to talk about. I'll also tell you how you can tap into the three decades almost of experience that Kevin brings to the table every show. And we'll tell you even later on how you can pick up a copy of Kevin's book that he co-authored, Navigating Through Retirement. But first, let's welcome into the program. Kevin, it's great to have you with us. We're already a couple weeks into 2021. The new year flying by quickly as uh, as, as did 2020 a couple of weeks ago. I know, I'm glad it's 2020 is out of the way. I don't know about you, but I'm glad that's here and gone. And 2021, starting out like the last of 2020, right? <laughs> that's, well, that's the thing. I think like everyone thought that just because the calendar changed, you know, the world would change with it. Yeah. But eh, not, not exactly the case. Uh, the craziness no. of 2020 did kind of roll right on over into 2021, yeah. didn't it? Depending where you're at, you know, here in Michigan, you know, we're still basically no restaurants open, none of that kind of stuff. But I just talked to Paul and Paul was down in Florida and everything's running natural as can be down there. So depending where you're at, you know, it's going to affect you differently than, say, Michigan versus Florida, for that example. But it's just weird how things work out across the country. Yeah, when we went to Florida for vacation in October, it was a really weird dynamic because, like, in the on the like on the beach area was very adherent to like COVID-19 policies. So like the, the highly tourist areas were all about, you know, wearing masks and safety and all that. But as soon as you got off the beach, it was like you were stepping into another country that didn't care. Like I got looked at like I had 10 heads, you know, for wearing a mask into the, <laughs> into the marina when we were filling up gas for the uh, little pontoon boat that we rented down there. So it was just a really, and it was like, okay, this is only 15 feet away from over there, but it feels totally different. So Florida's a unique place. That's for a sure. little bizarro world, right? Yeah. Just the difference in like a mile was, uh, was, was quite interesting when we were down there. You know, the biggest thing to me whenever the year changes is trying to create folders on the computer because I label everything by year, month, date. And so every time the month changes, you know, I have to develop that new muscle memory. But that only takes about a day or so. But when it's the year, it takes me a full month to, to try and get used to it. So I'm constantly still labeling things as 2020. Well, I got lucky because I paid a bill the other day and I did 2021. Normally, I'm just like you. It's going to take me a month to get in, you know, the writing 2021. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it takes a little while to get used to the new year. Well, have you made any New Year's resolutions? I think that's the big question. I don't do resolutions. I I do goals. Goals, okay. Yeah, yeah, I do goals. So there's certain things I want to do throughout the year, and you know what a lot of them pertain to, so... You know, the hunting and the fishing and hanging around with Dan and, and all those things. So that was a lot of it. You know? So do, do your hunting and fishing goals go by quantity or quality? Quality nowadays. Okay, quality nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So it's not I want to catch a catch a hundred f- trout. It's I want to catch a big a big trout or something well, you like can, that. Well, you can tell we're all getting spoiled because we went to Montana like we always do last year. And we really didn't complain, but we said, we all said, 
boy, the you know the size of the fish aren't here this year. But I bet you we caught a hundred fish. Every I day. saw the picture. Yeah, yeah you guys yeah. caught a whole bunch. Yeah, that's funny. I <laughs> when I went uh, deep sea fishing one time, um, you know, we didn't catch many. Dad and I. And uh, but we brought up like a couple of really big grouper, and so they looked really impressive, and they were really fun to reel in. A couple years later, we went uh, like a charter boat fishing, and it was like where you you troll, you pull the bait behind the boat, mm-hmm. and we were catching you know fishing for mackerel and you know those kinds of things. And every time the pole hit the water, we had a fish on, and we were pulling fish into the boat every every ninety seconds. A fish was getting pulled into the boat. But they were all the exact same type of fish, and they were all the exact same size. About an hour and a half into it, you know, everybody who was on the boat, we were taking turns who would have to reel it in. By the time we got it, like an hour or two into the day, everybody was looking at each other like, all right, who wants the next one? Yeah, you take it. Now you take it. <laughs> the like, anticipation is off, right? <laughs> yeah, like they all look the same. They're all, they're all the same thing. And finally, my dad hooked into something. To this day, we still don't know what, but the battle lasted for almost an hour and a half before the line finally snapped. Wow. And it was dragging the boat around everywhere. We never got to see what it was, but uh, that was then the most exciting part of the day, even though we didn't get it into the boat or even get to tell what it was but that created some intrigue amongst all of the same fish over and over and over maybe he had a shark (laughs) yeah they they, one one cat the captain thought it was a shark and the mate thought it was a ray like a man oh man man arrays because he was saying it was like pulling 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 and then it would stop and sit and he said a shark would would just keep thrashing and keep pulling until it got tired but the ray could just go and then it would just stop and we would catch back up to it and then it would just go so it was kind of going in chunks of speed i guess but that was a little uh, heart, heart pounding fun right there. I bet it was. It was, and we got most of it on camera. Actually, I was watching the home video of it just a couple of months ago, and I was archiving some some home videos. But the uh, battery ran out about forty five minutes into the battle, so you you never got to actually see the conclusion. <laughs> but it was fun to see how far the pole was bent over and that kind of thing. Fun. Yeah. Always fun. It is. It is fun stuff. Well, lots of good things to talk about on today's show and uh, coming up right here on Simply Financial. Don't miss a moment. We're going to get into talking about all sorts of things that help you with your finances and retirement planning. We're going to get to it all coming up in just a few moments. Let's talk about those late bloomers, Kevin. I'm sure you have this all the time where somebody comes in to meet with you and they say, yeah, I mean, I'd love to retire. Maybe they even already, already have a date in mind, like, yeah, next year, next two, three years, something like that. But I just don't think we're ready. I'm going to have to play a lot of catch-up here in these final few years. Is that kind of a conversation that happens from time to time in your office? It's funny you ask that because it just happened with a couple, oh, probably a week or so ago. They came in, you know, kids were going to school and they had all these expenses. They wanted to pay the house off. And then they got to about 50. And then they thought, I'm one of these late bloomers and I really need to catch up on what's going on. So the first thing they did is they got involved in their planning. They looked at how much they can put in their 401ks, and, and one person worked at a hospital's 403Bs, and they maxed them out. Not only did they max them out, they started putting extra money aside in a non-retirement account. In, in about uh, eight years, I think eight or nine years, they saved over $700,000. Now, that's a big chunk of money to save in that time frame, and they're both working. And all of the primary bills were paid off, and the kids were gone, so they had all this extra money to, to work on. So if that's you and you're thinking about this and you're 50 and older, one place that you can really stock up on is your 401k or your 403b. So if you're over 50, well, let's go back. Prior to 50, you can put 19,500. Over 50, it's called the catch-up contribution. You can add another 6,500. So you can contribute $26,000 to your 401 or 403b. 
Now, if you're like this couple, there's two of you, you're doing it, and you do it over eight or nine years, it adds up really quickly. So if, you're, if you don't have a 401 or, or 403B, you could simply do the Roth or the IRA. Uh, you can do 60 if you're 49 or under. If you're 50 or above, or 6,000, excuse me. If you're 50 above, you can do 7,000. Now, if you're self-employed or you own a small business, you could do something called a simple 401k where the contribution for you and your employers, you can match or you could contribute up to 13,500 and 3,000 if you're over 50 for a total of 16,500. Those are just some simple ways, Walter, that if you think you're a late bloomer and you're behind the eight ball and you want to save, that's a good spot to consider because you can you can pack away a lot of dollars in those things and get a tax benefit from it and you know look down the road seven, eight, nine years, it will be a big chunk of money. The end result for most people is you're going to be able to retire earlier than you thought, just like this couple that came in. Putting savings in your plan, it's never a bad idea. When you save money, that always benefits you in the long term. And you're going to be able to see the difference towards your retirement plan. The most overlooked part of this planning is it's going to reduce your taxable income now. Now, there's a thin line, Walter, when you, when you start doing this planning, Roth versus traditional or Roth 401 versus traditional 401. That's where you sit down with your advisor and you get some good numbers and see 10, 15 years down the road the situation you've been in. That way you have time enough now to plan for that situation. Do we call that the thin green line? Is that what that the, is? The, the thin green line, yes. Something like that, yeah, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Catch-up contributions definitely can be a big thing. Every little bit helps, right? And those extra dollars near the end of the process can really pile up. So that's really it. Do, it does, yeah. All right. What about, uh, I think another thing people often will overlook is kids coming off the payroll. You know, one way you might think, oh, our expenses are so high. How are we going to make enough money in retirement to cover our lifestyle right now? And sometimes we forget that ah, maybe some of those expenses and things we're spending on the kids can kind of uh, get loosened up a little bit. I, I know folks who were paying for their kids' cell phone bills well into the kids' you know, 30s. And it's like, nah, you can cut that loose. Let them live on their own a little bit now, you know? Yeah. We're talking about the little life suckers, right? <laughs> <laughs> little life suckers. suckers yeah, I like you know. that. It seems that the kids, you know, they're never, like you said, Walter, they're never really completely off the payroll. Do you remember what my grandfather's saying? You know, I've, I mentioned it a few times about kids. What was that? Remind me. They're, you know, they're like boomerangs. They always oh, that's come right. Back. The boomerangs. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and he meant it in a good way because then you come back, you're involved in your family and that kind of stuff. But it was kind of funny the way he said it. So if you're near retirement, you know, you have a good chance your kids are still on the payroll. You know, there always seems to be some kind of help that they're needed. It's college tuition, car payments, cell phone, like Walter said. Car insurance is a big one. That could be a couple thousand a year easily. Health insurance, you know, the kids can't be without health insurance. I got a recent call from one of my clients, uh, Walter, and he set up an account for his son. Son bought a house, and, you know, naturally, like three months later, something goes bad, and it's the well. You know, the well isn't cheap to replace. So now, you know, we need money out of that particular account. So there's always things that seem to come up that may take, you know, big chunks of money. And that's where the emergency cash position comes into place. Now, there is a, you know, positive end to this. Just imagine when your kids start working and you can pass on these expenses to them. Now, that's the whole goal. That's the whole idea. And I bet you if you sit down and you add up the expenses you're paying for your kids, it, it's 500 to $1,000 a month. I've seen it over and over and over. So when they start paying their bills, what does that mean? You have more money. You can probably start supercharging your own retirement accounts, and this will get you earlier to retirement. So when the kids get on their own feet, they start paying their bills, Walter. They get married. What happens next? 
having some babies. Yeah, grandkids, right? <laughs> then that's a whole different ballpark, yep. right? So then, but take advantage of that now. Just, you know, if you're finding that you have some found money, you know, look at saving it towards retirement to get you closer to it. And that, that's one of the positions that we use here in our office all the time. Hey, the kids are off the payroll now. How much additional do we have? How can we maximize the potential of that and return to, you know, five, 10 years down the road? Yeah, you might be surprised at just how much maybe, you know, keeping kids on the payroll starts costing you. And so when you get to retirement, you need to make the numbers work a little bit smoother. Let's look at some of those things that we can pass on to them to start taking care of. Last but not least, Kevin, one other example that we can point to when it comes to late bloomers, those folks who are trying to figure out the retirement puzzle as they get to that point. Maybe they don't have enough money saved. They're getting closer, but not quite as much as they think. Some of the reasons why that news might not be as bad as you think. And that's because you have this option that's much more realistic these days of a twilight career. And that gives you a lot of flexibility. It does. And I can give you some examples there too. Um, You have now entered what I call halftime. And Walter, you and I have talked about books I've read before. This is another good book, okay. Halftime. It's about talking about the second part of your life. What are you going to do after you retire? I mean, there's there's lots of things to do. For some people, and I'm one of them, and I suspect you're one of them, Walter, if I retired tomorrow, I just couldn't sit. I have to have something to do. So let me give you an example of what some of my clients have done after they retired. I have lots and lots of clients, lots of good Christian clients that are volunteering more at their church. That takes up time. They're giving their expertise. They're helping out. They get a great feeling out of doing it. One gentleman, and I'm going to make the preface here, uh, Walter, and then I'm going to ask you a question. He's a single man, and he works part-time at the golf course, and he doesn't golf. Do you know why he does that? Does he caddy? No, he just cuts the grass. Oh, he just cuts the grass, like yeah. a Forrest Gump situation. Yeah. <laughs> Where he, so goes, what, he goes back to just cut the grass for Alabama, right, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but why do you think my client does this? Uh, to pick up the on the ladies. That's exactly right. <laughs> well, he loves to cut grass, number one, just like Forrest Gump did. But he, he meets he typically cuts grass when the ladies are playing, so he loves to meet the ladies. Oh, that is too uh, funny. One person I know works at Home Depot. When he was working, he was always in Home Depot. When he got off, he was there almost on a daily basis, and he thought, I love this place. So he works there part-time, and he really, really enjoys it. One guy I can tell you about, he drove Greyhound bus. As he puts it, he gets to see the United States and paid for it. He just absolutely loves it. Now, Walter, you, you can't imagine this one, but two of my clients started a guide service for fishing and hunting. Oh, cool. You know, they love the outdoors and they get paid to do what they like. Now, they don't do it full time. They do it part time. So you should have purpose in your life. If you're going into the second half of your life, find your purpose. And the trick here is to find out what your purpose will be so your second half of your life can be more fulfilled and you can go forward into retirement and maybe pass these things along to your kids and grandkids. If you have questions about that, how do you make all this work? I think a lot of people wonder this, Kevin, like they think, oh, I should meet with a financial advisor to figure all this stuff out. But I don't think a lot of financial advisors are walking people through these kinds of conversations. You know, sometimes it's just, okay, what investments are you in? And like, that's the extent of the conversation. Okay, here, here's a product to fix your issue. This is much deeper what you do. You go into the nitty and gritty and talk about debt and what the kids are up to and and family planning and, hey, what about a career? What's the house situation? Health plans. You go into all of it. I mean, it's it's really – I know it's kind of a buzzword to say comprehensive, right? But you really truly leave no stone unturned when you meet with clients and walk through their financial and retirement plans, right? We do this all the time, and the number one 
review I get back is I've never been through such uh, this type of planning. I fully understand it. Mm. It's easy to understand. I give you a example. We just met with one of my clients who wants to take advantage of some of the healthcare acts because he was just laid off. We met with the CPA. We sit down, we ironed this out months ago, and we just sat down with the CPA this week and got his blessing to make sure I wasn't overlooking anything. And it does, it affects everything, it affects your income. Um, it affects your, um, now because he's not employed, he's looking for health insurance. How much income can you have, for example, and you want to go into exchange without having to, you know, have it subsidized, that, those kind of things. So there's all kinds of aspects that go into this planning. It's just not, on a scale of one to 10, Walter, how do you feel on risk? Or it's just not, you know, when do you want to retire? How much income do you need? There's a lot more behind this type of planning. And it comes from you. This is your plan. This isn't my plan. Every plan I put together is different because everybody is different. And you you remember that. If you're getting a 50, 60-page report and you don't understand it, that's the key right there. You know, you don't want to do business with somebody that is confusing you. You want something simple. You want something incomprehensive, like Walter says. And you want it encompassed into your plan for all of those things that we just talked about. So if that is you... It's pretty simple. All you got to do is pick up the phone, give us a call, and I'd be happy to walk you through this process. And it's very easy, and most people really, really enjoy the process. All you have to do is pick up the phone and give Kevin a call to start the conversation. It's that easy. 888-885-PLAN. Actually, it's the hardest part, just beginning that conversation, just like uh, exercising, getting off the porch is the hardest part. Once you get the body moving, it gets a little easier. I mean, it's still hard, but, you know, it's (laughs) once you're already in motion, you tend to stay in motion. And it's like that with planning. Once people pick up the phone, give you a call, Kevin, and start that process, it gets easier from there to keep it going and follow through to fruition. And, boy, what a great end result when you can have a little bit more confidence in your plan at the end of the process and have a clear vision for what lies ahead from a financial and retirement standpoint. So again, pick up the phone and give a call if you have any questions for Kevin about what we've talked about or if you'd like to take advantage of a customized, comprehensive, and complimentary financial review. 888-885-PLAN is the number to call. That's 888-885-7526. Kevin has offices in the Tri-City area in Pinconning and in Saginaw as well. You'll be able to meet remotely, though, uh, via Zoom or remote conversation like we're all doing these days still, and uh, have a conversation with him very easily from the comfort of your home. So to schedule that time to meet and to chat, you can do that by calling 888-885-PLAN. More coming up on today's show. You're tuned in to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. No need to complicate it. This is Simply Financial. Well, we're so glad you're with us today on Simply Financial. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, and uh, we've got another great topic to talk about on today's show to try and help you learn a little bit more about the financial world. But you know, Kevin, sometimes on this show, we like to think outside the box a little bit, and that's why we're going to lean on Mark Twain for a little retirement planning assistance on today's show. How does that sound? That sounds fun. I was, uh, for the life of me, I can't remember. Samuel Clemens, is that what his original name was? Uh, oh, yeah, yes. Uh, Samuel Clemens. Yeah. yeah, L- yeah. L- Langhorn. Samuel yeah. Langhorn. Yeah, something Clemens, like that. Yeah. I which is a cool name, by the way. Yeah. Like you didn't need to change it to Mark Twain, although it's no. certainly shorter. But yeah. yeah. Well, there's a ton of his quotes out there. That's for sure. Yeah, and so that's what we've done today. We've brought in some of his quotes uh, through from his life and uh, throughout his writings, and we want to apply them to the financial world. And what's kind of interesting is, you know, some of the things that he talked about, um, you know, weren't necessarily direct 
retirement or financial planning pieces of advice, but we're going to apply them in such a way. Kevin's going to help us make the connection on some let's, of these things. Let's see if I'm up to the task. Yeah, a little, little game to play, if you will, and we'll learn something along the way. All right, so let's start it out with an easy one. Apparently, there is nothing that cannot happen today. That almost actually sounds like a little bit of a yogiism, doesn't it? That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> a good old yogi, yeah, good old yogi, but... Well, if we apply that, you know, if anything can happen in today's world, and as we know, it often does from all these just you know, just COVID. see the past few weeks and months and <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's there, right? So we have to be sure that our portfolio and our plan, more importantly, our plan, are able to withstand whatever comes our way. So what comes our way when we're sitting down, Walter? We talk about it all the time. As far as in the plan, what are we looking for to make sure people don't run out of oh money? Money, right? Yeah, yeah. I was waiting for a trick question. <laughs> no, not today. So this, what, what I call is the shortfall. So, you know, let's just say you get a pension, you get Social Security, your spouse gets Social Security, and together they add up, but you need $5,000 a month just to pay your bills, just to do the normal things that you're doing. That's your shortfall. So we have to plan for that shortfall, and that's the very critical in planning process is to make sure that, you know, what, whatever happens tomorrow, we're able to, you know, be able to handle it. Because as long as your income needs are satisfied, and if, for example, if you have another 2008 downturn, and as long as your income's coming in, it tends to calm people's nerves because they know that the in- income's coming in and that there's nothing too much to worry about. And they can wait out these market um depressions like we've had in the last four actually this year 2008 2001 two and three and i can go on and on and on if you have the base of your plan set so your income needs are are okay then you can go forward and do the other things that you want but make sure that your plan is set to handle those downturns or whatever it's coming down the pike that's a great point. Uh, the The unexpected is going to happen, and uh, and and so we should expect the unexpected. Okay, there's another quote. I don't think that was a Mark Twain quote, but uh, we'll, we'll call it a Walter Scherholtz quote. There you go. I'll take credit for that one. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I I think somebody's going to claim plagiarism, but uh, expect well, the unexpected. There you go. I'm going to tell you. Maybe we'll do a show just a show just on your quotes. You're, well, I think you and your dad's quotes would actually make for a really a really good show. You guys have all the interesting ones, all the all the unique sayings. So. Yeah, we do. We do. <laughs> all right. So we've all heard the quote that uh, you know money is the root of all evil. But uh, Mark Twain actually took a different approach. He was quoted as saying, "The lack of money is the root of all evil." I suppose both could be true. Yeah, well, we just we just talked about the shortfall. So if you have a shortfall and, you know, you you can't solve that problem, that could be a big problem. So in retirement, one of the main goals, if not the main goal, is making sure you always have income coming in. Income is king when you're retired. You're no longer working. You no longer have a, a consistent paycheck coming in. You have just your fixed income coming in, Social Security pensions, and what other income comes in. So as long as we have the income that you need, most other things are going to fall in place. You're going to be able to ride out these unexpected things. And you're going to be able to handle them much, much better. But if something happens to your income, that's where things start to fall apart. So if you don't plan for a steady income, and let's say you're, you're out there speculating gambling, and you're taking the highest risk you can in the stock market, hoping that it always goes up, but we have these big downfalls, 
and then you have to end up selling principal or maybe uh, shares of something to get that money, you're going to be in big trouble. And that's where the evil, you're going to see the evil start coming in. Because once we know that our income isn't satisfied, then all those emotions are going to crop up. All those emotions are going to take over and they're going to probably make you uh, or force you to make bad financial decisions. Don't put yourself in that spot. Take care of it ahead of time and make sure that that income's there. We're interested in some of these Mark Twain quotes and what they can tell us about financial and retirement planning, some of the good lessons that we can take from each of these. Uh, since, um, you know, politics has been on the mind as of late, this one may be a little bit of a fiery one, but, uh, you know, we, we actually created this before some of the most <laughs> recent events in the country. So uh, put this in our planning. So bear with us. And it was a quote from a long time ago as well. So these things still are, you know, are worth bringing up, I think. Uh, suppose you were an idiot, and then suppose you were a member of Congress, but I repeat myself. <laughs> Mark Twain, yeah. not the biggest fan of, uh, no, of, no. of Congress. Yeah. I don't think most of us are the biggest fan of Congress, are we? <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like that wasn't a controversial statement a couple of weeks ago, but now, no. now, now it has become one a little bit. You know, their, uh, what, what do you call it, the survey, you know, that they have as far as, far as ranking is honesty and, you know, being trustworthy. That's below a used car salesman, for crying out loud, you know? There's something of that nature. There's, there's not a lot of trust there, right? No, no. So it should probably go without saying that your, your retirement plan needs to be able to survive whatever happens on Capitol Hill. But a lot of people are going to spend too much time worrying about the next election. That's only four years away now, or two years away, and getting the right people in office because they think that they will prevent problems for them in the future. Walter, let me ask you a question. How many of these politicians go up there and saying the same old things for 40 or 50 years? They're going to fix this. They're going to fix that. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. Do they ever do it? Well, we can attack them from every angle, right? Right, Because we we can attack them from never changing uh, on a position or a stance and not listening to us. But we can also attack them from licking their finger and sticking it in the air to see which way the wind's blowing and then, you know, flip-flopping or reacting to issues. So to be sympathetic to the politicians, it it is hard to win uh, (laughs) because you're going to be hated no matter what direction you really go in. Well, I'm not sympathetic towards him, so <laughs> as you can tell. I'm, I'm trying I'm, to be optimistic. And <laughs> I'm, I'm irritated that it's so divided. But um, So the, the key's going to be here, Walter. Take care of your own situation. So whatever they do in, in Washington doesn't affect you financially to the point that you spend too much time fretting about the politics because we don't know what's going to happen four years from now, three years from now, one year from now, just like the stock market. So, But you can be prepared. You can be prepared as far as paying as less as tax as possible, being invested properly, make sure your income needs are addressed. And we can prepare for that. So no matter what Congress does, we should be sitting fine, even though we don't know what's going to happen. But we can have a plan that's you know adjustable, and on the fly, we can change it. I'm a peacemaker at heart, Kevin, so I'm try, trying it. to find the best in everything <laughs> and everybody every, every day. So well, I do, too, but don't talk to me about Congress. <laughs> <laughs> Congress excluded from yep, the uh, yep. conversation, it sounds like. Yep, yep. All right, very good. Moving away from the political side of things, back to uh, finances, retirement planning, and advice from Mark Twain that we can apply. It was interesting. He once said October is one of the particularly dangerous months for speculating 
in stocks. The others are July, January, September, April, November, May, March, June, December, August, and also February. <laughs> I believe that would be all 12 months. That's all 12 months, right? Because it is speculating. When you, when you get into the stock market, you're speculating. You're hoping your accounts are going to go up. If you set aside a portion of your money and tried to find some sort of hot stocks and you hit a home run, that's good. That's great. But that money that you're, you're, let's say, gambling with, speculating with, should only be the amount that you consider you're spending on as a hobby, not money that you're going to need for your income. So when you do that, people get lucky. Everybody gets lucky once in a while. And you cannot speculate, cannot gamble. Nobody can pick the same exact point where it's the lowest, where it's the highest to get in, get out, those types of things. If there was such a person, you, you know, you wouldn't have all these money managers. You wouldn't have uh, everybody trying to, you know, give you the newsletters to try to help you pick the best stock. There is no such thing. You just sometimes get lucky and you and you hit a home run. And that's great. But don't let it go to your head where you take your entire portfolio and you try to, you know, try to duplicate what you just did because you will end up in a bunch of trouble. Uh, great point, Kevin. Absolutely. We've got to be careful of that speculation at all times, yes. not just as the seasons change. Uh, one more uh, Mark Twain quote, maybe a second one uh, as well. How unfortunate a thing it is for a man to have wealth and for him to make a god of it instead of a servant. Now you talk about some wisdom embedded in a quote. That's certainly rich with that. That That is, you know, because in our office, for example, we always say we serve. And that's what we want to do. We want to help people. We want to serve people. We want to make their situations better. So don't get caught up in achieving in a certain account balance or net worth. Money is only useful from the standpoint of what it can accomplish for you. Focus on making the most of what you have and how you can create a lifestyle you want. That shortfall we talked about earlier. And you don't want to worship at the altar of a six or seven figured number that's what a lot of people tend to do if they don't get there they're disappointed but in most cases walter when people come into my office they said you know i'm short i wanted a million five saved for retirement but they only got a million two and then we sit down and we talk we put that money into our plan we show them how we're going to put it to work how we're going to guarantee income and things like that that's more money than they needed to get there so don't get don't get hung up on that because a lot of people do. They think they're short, and they make emotional decisions. They're going to gamble with money. They may speculate. They may put it more in higher risk because they're focused just on that million five. Even though they got a million two, and it's more than enough to take care of what they want, they stay focused on that. Don't do that. Come in, get what we call your retirement number. What is that retirement number? It is the number you need to average, the percentage, uh, interest percentage. You need to average on your portfolio from here to age 95 so you don't run on the number. Don't focus on a certain number of assets you got to have because I guarantee in most cases you have more than enough already. All right, one more Mark Twain quote for you, Kevin, and then we'll wrap this one up. The secret to getting ahead is getting started. Never too late to get it going, right? Boy, do we talk about this every week? Yeah, absolutely. You know, Don't want to procrastinate. Don't want to procrastinate. You know, If we had a dollar for every time we said procrastinate, we could fund some kid's retirement plan and get him off started good, right? <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> yes. So for most people, the hardest part of getting a real retirement plan in place is what, Walter? 
putting one foot in front of the other and move forward right? yep, getting off the yeah. porch yeah and then finally make up your mind and say okay let's do this let's sit down with somebody some advisor let's see where we're at today let's see how we get to where we want to be tomorrow and let's and let's put the plan together how our income needs are always going to be in that and you hit it right on the head procrastination happens all the time and i can tell you you know, stories upon stories upon stories. You know, we had one person walk in my office with a picnic basket full of their their statements. They never started retirement planning until they were about 50 years old. Well, now when they come in, they don't have that picnic basket no more. And they said that was the greatest thing that they done was just to say, all right, I need to get started. I need to go down that path. I need to sit down with somebody because I need this figured out because someday I'm going to retire. Now they come in all smiles. They're all happy and they're a great couple and they just retired. One of them did and the other one's on the way to retirement. So if that's you, you know, take the hardest step. Just pick up the phone. Give somebody a call. Get this process started. It's a great point, Kevin. And then the number to call if you want to get in touch and have that conversation is 888 888- 885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Kevin is your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you in the Tri-City area with offices in Pinconning and Saginaw as well. You can go to insightfolios.com, click on the listen button to ask questions and listen to past episodes of the show and to get in touch with Kevin there as well. But the best way to do it is to pick up the phone while it's on your mind. Don't procrastinate and let Kevin know you'd like to have a conversation about your financial plan and your financial future. 888-885-PLAN is the number to dial. One more time, that's 888-885-7526. More coming up on today's show. You're listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. It's getting to know you time. Well, it's time to get to know Kevin Ray a little bit better on today's show. This is the getting to know you portion of our program where I throw random questions at Kevin each week. We just get to talk about some non-financial stuff for a bit. Kevin, what fad or trend do you wish would come back? You know, Walter, this is going to sound weird, but it's going to tell my age. I really love to bowl. Bowl? And, you know, okay. bowling. Yeah, bowling is, you know, a trend. that I, I just heard this on WSGW. I think Art Lewis was talking about it. I think there was 4,000 enrolled bowlers just in the tri-city area uh, i want to say back 10 15 years ago now there's like 400 oh wow so the bowling alleys are closed and you know they're not doing but i just love to do that and the reason i quit it is because i'm not a smoker and i would go in there and everybody else seemed to smoke and i couldn't take it but this is a funny story when i was a kid and i grew up in pink county there's a bowling alley here called white's bowling alley and there's a retired gentleman who would come in and teach all us kids to bowl and his goal was to get us to a 200 game and when we got a 200 game it was like he got his first 200 game. He was so happy. Oh, that's cool. And he was a, he was a nice gentleman. And, and the odd thing about his bowling ball was it only had two holes. And he was a, oh, he really? was a retired yeah, he was a retired PBA bowler, too. So he put both fingers in one hole up front and his thumb in the one on bottom. And he could throw 200s at, I would say he was probably 65, 70 years at, old at the time, like there was no tomorrow. Wow. How about that? I saw a trivia yeah. question the other day about bowling. What is the max number of holes that you're permitted to have in a bowling ball? I would say three. Twelve. You can have twelve. Really? Yeah. Well, funny. I, I guess I'll have to. I don't understand why, but I have to look that up now. <laughs> I guess if you want to try different <laughs> hand position combinations and things like yeah. that. But yeah. I thought that was kind of interesting. I, I was just as low as you. I think I said five. 
because I figured if somebody wanted to map out exactly their grip, you know, you could have yeah. five holes maybe. But yeah, twelve I guess would give you the opportunity to have a couple of different angles of grips and that kind of thing. But well, that's a lot of technology into that, isn't it? What's the best? You- I think two sixty-seven. Wow! Oh, oh that's got, really good. I, I strung a good line that night, and it was a good night. Yeah. So yeah. I, yeah. Two two oh seven is my high. Two oh seven. Yeah. Well, you know the story when I bowled with Paul down in North Carolina, right? No. Uh. Uh-uh. Here in Michigan, they're all slide lanes. So, in other words, you put your shoes on and you slide towards the foul lane. In North Carolina, they're not slide lanes. So, in other words, yeah, you if, walk up. If you're sliding, you've gone too far, and you're sliding down the lane down here. <laughs> well, I went to do my normal slide. <laughs> and I, you planted? I fell down. I fell down. I pulled my middle finger out of the socket. Oh, my gosh. And the ball, I think it went in the gutter. But I've never heard oh of such a thing. It gosh. surprised me. And Paul this hysterically tells that story to every new new advisor we need to this day. Oh, that sounds like a movie clip right there. You go thinking it, you're going to slide your plant and go flying. <laughs> the only good thing was there's only like five other people in the bowling alley, so oh, it wasn't full. The loss in bowling's popularity helped you that day. It least. did. It did, Oh, yes. my gosh. That is too funny. I can picture it now. That sounds like a story I would have. from I, You know, with all of my clumsiness, I don't know if I have any crazy bowling clumsiness stories. I've managed to not injure myself over the years when we've gone bowling, but I agree with you. That would be fun to have bowling. I always loved going bowling and like, yeah, nobody, it doesn't seem like people think of bowling top of mind, even pre pandemic. It's not top of mind activity anymore, which is too bad because it's a good time. It is. I mean, you get together, we had leagues, you know, we did it every, every week. Birthday parties were great. I'm sure that there are still are some, but yeah, not quite as prevalent. Not many bowling LA's left. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Well, there you go. We wish bowling alleys, hey, uh, to the local bowling alleys, we wish you to make a comeback. So let's do it. Try and get more people out bowling when the pandemic's over, I guess. Or try and do it now. You can still socially distance from people. Hang out down the alley a little bit. There you go. Getting to know Kevin Ray a little bit better on today's show. Fun chats and stories about bowling. Uh, More coming up. You're listening to Simply Financial, and there's more around the corner. For all the latest news and information you need to retire successfully, visit InsightFolios.com. That's InsightFolios.com. All right, before we wrap up for the week, Kevin, we have a question on the mailbag from one of our listeners. Beth wants to throw this out in your direction. Beth says, I max out my HSA every year, but never actually pull money out of it for medical expenses if I just keep doing this every year, am I understanding it correctly that I can just build up a huge HSA balance that will be tax-free through retirement? Well, Beth, congratulations on fully funding it, but let me answer your question here. With the HSA, not only are you setting money aside for your current medical expenses, but you're also saving for future health costs. You know, what is it this year or 10 years from now? We don't know. But when the time comes to make the withdrawal, you can take the money out of your HSA tax-free as long as it's for qualified medical expenses. Now, that's the key. If you use it for qualified medical expenses, tax-free. And there's another perk, too. Once you turn 65, your HSA will act like a traditional IRA. You can withdraw funds from your HSA for whatever you like, not just qualified medical expenses. But if it's not qualified medical expenses, Beth, remember, you're going to have to pay taxes on those funds. And once you're enrolled in Medicare, you won't be able to contribute to your HSA any longer. So there's a time limit. So just think, all those contributions you made pre-Medicare, pre-age 65, is going to give you the freedom to pay for medical expenses tax-free 
in the future. So I think that's a good thing. But you, yeah, if it's for medical expenses, tax-free. So that was a long answer, Breath. I hope it helped you out. Yeah, it's a great question. Thank you for sending that one in. And if you have a question similar to that and you would like to get some customized guidance from Kevin and the Simply Financial and Insight Folios team, feel free to reach out at any time. You can do it right now, later, reach out during the week, but I always recommend do it while it's on your mind. 888-885-PLAN is your number to call. We do not have to feature your question on the show. You can have a private conversation with Kevin. No problem at all with that. 888-885-PLAN is the number to dial. Again, that's 888-885-7526 if you have any questions about your financial situation and retirement. 888-885-PLAN. Kevin, that's all the time that we have this week. Thanks for the help as always, and uh, we'll pick back up where we left off next week. Been fun, Walter. We'll talk to you next week. You do as well. Don't forget to look at the lights when you go home tonight. I will. (laughs) You too. Be complimentary. Yeah, I'm not being critical anymore. (laughs) Good stuff. Thanks a lot, Kevin. And uh, we'll talk to all of you next week right back here on Simply Financial. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, Inc., a registered investment advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Insight Folios, Inc. does not offer legal or tax advice. Kevin Ray is an investment advisor representative of Insight Folios, Inc.